Hey everyone, it's Jerry at The Fledge, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of Every Damn Day, and I am excited to talk with my guests, but before that, I just want to mention a uh, an event that we are uh, that we had yesterday that we are um, still looking for items for, and it is with the Ingham County Health Department and the AmeriCorps Group for an MLK Day of Service, and we are collecting uh, basic necessities for people. So if you didn't get a chance to donate yesterday, uh, please uh, let us know, set something up with us, and we can take the stuff and get it to them still. So enough on that. I'm very excited for uh, our guest today, our new friend, Gloria. How you doing, Gloria? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well. So uh, what you been up to on this cold day? Um, actually, I'm preparing to go buy a bed because I just moved. And the last thing that I do not have is my own bed. Oh. <laughs> so I'm well, going to buy a bed. That sounds super exciting. It is super exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, uh, well, I'm going to let you kind of tell us what you do and all of that, but tell us a little bit about you before we get into what your company is. Like, okay. where were you born and raised, grew up, you know, what's your your family? I know you got uh, some kids or a yep, kid. I, one kid, yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I was actually born here in Lansing and... Um, when I was about seven or so, my dad retired from GM and we moved like way up here to nowhere land, Mich Northern Michigan. Um, and I was, I lived there until I was 16. And then from 16, I started bouncing around living with my sisters to get to know them. Um, because I'm the youngest of eight. So mm. I wasn't really raised with any of them. So they're, they're all quite a bit older than me. Um, yeah. And I have, um, one, one child, a son who is 11 already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's flying by, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a 15 year old grandson and it freaks me out just to think <laughs> about how fast that went. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, what do you do? Tell us about your company. Yeah, I am an adaptive yoga teacher and my business is called TheraPlay Yoga, which is kind of a play on the words therapeutic, playful yoga. And it's for all ages. So kids, teens and adults and uh, quite literally all abilities. Um, and what I mean by that is I'm specifically trained um, in adapting yoga for people who have developmental and physical disabilities um, <clears throat> and uh, trauma, things like that, that um, wouldn't necessarily um, be able to do uh, certain poses and things like that in a typical yoga class. So that means that you adapt to what they need and what their abilities are? Yeah, so I can do um, like uh, what I really like to do is I like to do integrated classes. Um, so I can do 
uh, teach yoga on a mat, which is like the typical way that people think of yoga, where it's kind of an up, down, up, down, on your feet, laying down on your bottom type thing. Um, but I do chair yoga and yoga on the wall, bed yoga, uh, yoga where you're just like laying there on the mat the whole time and you never, ever get up. <laughs> um, uh, so it's, yeah, it's different. And it's um, using a lot of props to um, help get your body in a comfortable position. So uh, do you do this online? Do you do it in a physical space? How does that work? Right now I'm operating as a mobile yoga studio. So right now I'm doing private yoga in people's homes or wherever their preferred space is. Uh, community centers and collaborations with um, local community-based um, places. But um, right now, this is actually like why I'm setting up my room right now, is setting up my space for um, a recording space to be able to do um, on-demand classes. So things that are pre-recorded that people can just access on their own time and then doing uh, live like Zoom classes and whatnot. But I got to get my space ready. <laughs> So it seems to me like during uh, the pandemic that yoga just exploded everywhere. What? Yeah. What's up with that? I think, I think when when all of it happened and we were forced to slow down, and I mean, with the pandemic came just panic, you know, and. I think yoga has always been associated with calming panic. You know, it, you know, when you think breathe, relax, that is pretty much the foundation of yoga is, is to breathe. Um, so with that, I think um, specialists and, and all, you know, all of the people who kind of came out advocating for yoga of saying, you know, mindfulness and meditation and these deliberate practices to slow down to accept the position we are all in right now i think that helped really push yoga and mindfulness and meditation out into mainstream and made it a topic that kind of everybody everybody is a little bit more familiar with now did your uh did your business grow during the pandemic you know it's it's really wild because when um, before the pandemic, I had this whole idea of like, well, I want to do it online because I, I want it to be accessible to people, you know, and, and that was my mindset around it. And when the pandemic, like, so just before the pandemic hit, I was thinking, I was doing research and I was thinking like, how, how do people do yoga online? And how could I, as an adaptive yoga teacher to people with physical and developmental disabilities, like, how do I do this online? Um, and, and do it safely. That's the biggest thing is do it safely online. Um, but in that process, like it would, that was the big learning curve because that's when other teachers, teachers that are, you know, beyond me uh, with my abilities to teach started coming out with programs of how to teach online. Um, so it definitely, I, it definitely put me out there, you know what I mean? A bit more and kind of like hustled my process. Um, with learning how to do it and and getting um, my intentions out there for sure. Yeah. So, you know, during I, I kind of talked about yoga exploding during the pandemic, which means it it became a very crowded space for you 
right? There were people coming in to be yoga teachers that had never even thought about doing that before. Was that frustrating? Was it welcoming? No, I think it's great, to be honest with you, because, I mean, that would be like saying we have too many targets, and that's silly. Um, you know what too I mean? many like what? Just too many targets, you know what I mean? Like, there's target on a, you know, like, out in, in different areas of town, there's too many gas stations, but it's like, you know, oh. like, nobody would really say, like, oh, there's too many gas stations, because they're, they're necessary, you know, um, but... So I kind of felt the same way when it when it came to yoga is it's it's necessary and it's needed. And when it comes to teachers, um, you know, everybody vibes with somebody different, you know, and having more people out there doing it and more people doing it in their own way, because even though the foundation of yoga, we're all kind of teaching the same sort of foundations of yoga, we're all teaching it and delivering it in our own way. So I, I think the more the merrier to be honest yeah. with you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how, that's how community builds and connection builds and, you know, you learn from each other and all that good stuff. So yeah. I, I like it. I, uh, so I, I saw a lot of yoga that where people were trying to kind of uh, differentiate themselves from other yoga. So goats and beer and dogs and cats and whatever else. Do you feel like you were in a, great i mean being adaptive yoga are there a lot of you that do that is this a really good niche for you no there's there's not a lot of people that do it um it's it's more it's it's surprisingly more of like a specialty training to do adaptive yoga or it's something that um teachers just kind of explore on their own so for me um i I practiced yoga long before, like back in my twenties, even in my teens. And back then, like I could do all the twisty bendy pretzel poses. Um, and whether it was because my body could physically do it or, you know, because I was like mentally brave enough to do it, um, probably both. Um, but I was in a car accident just before I got pregnant with my son and that caused physical disabilities. And from there, I realized, oh my gosh, I can't do yoga anymore. And I kind of pushed it away. And I focused more on, on the meditation bit, but I had to teach because there wasn't, um, it wasn't, adaptive yoga wasn't really a thing. Um, I had to teach myself and I had to go to online resources to figure things out. And um, it was really, really hard. It's something really, really hard to teach yourself. Um, but then when I found other teachers who were teaching it, um, that's what I knew. Like, these are the people that need to teach me how to do it because I can't do yoga if it's not adaptive yoga. I need the props. I need, I need the chair. I need, you know, all the bolsters and things like that. Um, so when it came to doing it and, and offering it as a teacher, I knew that that was the only thing I wanted to offer is I only wanted to offer what I knew from personal experience. And I only wanted training in, in what would help me with my personal experience so that I could go forward and, and pass along like what I know and what mm -hmm. I can from my own experience say, this has helped me. 
Um, and that goes the same for my son too. My son has developmental disabilities. And so teaching him yoga was something that helped him with um, like sensory processing disorder and, and dysregulation and stuff like that. Um, and it just helped our connection and, and my ability to parent better. Um, that it just, it's, it's for me, it's a good niche because I know it, I live it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's something very, very personal to me. So it's, it's something when I hear people say like, oh, I can't do yoga and they give me all the reasons. It's, you know, it's kind of like, no, 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 you can because I can. <laughs> you know, like if I can do it, you can. So, yeah. so uh, a lot of this though, you have to, you're, you're like a pioneer. Well, yeah. <laughs> well I mean, maybe in the area, in the area, sure, yes. But I'm learning from really, really incredible people. Um, that, like I said, like the, the founder of Accessible Yoga and people who who I who've trained me um, are very, very, um, very good folks. And and I've I'm I'm happy to say that I've I've got really good training. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, because you do do some remote stuff or virtual stuff? Do you have clients all over the state, the country, the world? Yeah, I do actually. There's um, there's a few that I th I think as far as like the world, I think the it's Canada and Ireland are the only like you know, countries that I've had a client with. Um, and it ranges from kids to adults, or sometimes they do it together. But yeah, I have a, I had somebody uh, from Ireland who was a woman with disabilities, like myself, you know, just chronic pain, injuries type of thing. And I, we did bed yoga together, you know, <laughs> like she, I, she wanted to learn bed yoga um, for the mornings. And yeah, so she was my client from Ireland. And then I had a little kid um, and his mom from Canada. So, but yeah, and then kind of sprinkled throughout the, <laughs> throughout the country. Yeah. So I had a, a guest a few days ago, Justin Kane, who was uh, when he was in uh uh, fourth grade had a, uh, a brain hemorrhage that gave him a disability that he was not born with. And he talked about that most people with disabilities weren't born with it. They actually acquire it at some, mm -hmm. I don't know if acquires it, acquire it at some point in their life um, after their childhood or their birth or whatever do mm -hmm. you do you see that same thing and have you worked with people that uh like it's really recent to them yeah um i haven't as far as like recent recent the most um i mean i've had somebody who who has experienced just I don't want to say like typical back pain, but like just lower back pain, mostly from like stress and like just kind of like, you know, poor posture and in and, and chairs all day. I got to sit um, up straight now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean, when it comes to when it comes to most of the children that I work with, most of the children I work with um, have been it's been something congenital. Um but when it comes to adults, it is something where they're they're more like my situation, a car accident, 
Um, it, I, I want to say all of them have been car accident. Um, most of them have been car accident, um, car accident, stroke type thing that then, like you said, like kind of shifts their life from being, you know, one way of life to being disabled and having to kind of figure out things from there. That's, that is most, that is very common. Your, your challenge in me making me have to ask you all these questions. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. But I, I have a couple, as you, as you talk about that and the car accidents and the injuries and the, the chronic pain that people have, I, I just finished watching Dope Sick on Hulu, which is about oh, the Sackler family and Oxycontin and what the Purdue uh, uh, Pharmaceutical. Do you feel like you're putting a dent in pain management so we don't have to go towards narcotics or? Um, oh, that's big. Um, well, it's, a, it's a tough claim to make, so I want to excuse you from so I that. Don't, I, so I don't want to step like outside of my scope of practice because I'm definitely, so, okay, so let me lay this out here, like personally, is opiates, from my experience, have never created a good situation. Opiates are, um, and I studied pharmacology once upon a time in, in college. Um, opiates are designed for addiction. Um, so I, I hope that people would um, educate themselves and even challenge their doctors if their doctors are, you know, kind of going with that first before other methods, whether it's yoga or like all the other types of therapies out there um, or, or in pain management things out there um, just because opiates are so dangerous. Um, but I do think that yoga helps with the mindset um, and, and it does help with pain management, but it just kind of depends on the degree of injuries. Um, so I, I definitely wouldn't say uh, yoga is like a, a treatment replacement or anything like that. Um, it definitely still is something that, you know, you, you have to be, you, you have to be healthy enough to, to do yoga. You know what I mean? Like it, it's still something that it kind of like all physical activity, like get it cleared by your doctor sort of thing. Um, but I do feel like it offers it, an alternative to traditional things. It's it's a more holistic approach to to pain management for sure. Yeah. I uh, you're a hero to me for that because anything that takes a you know just one pill not being taken or one opioid not being put into somebody's body I think is great. We've seen a a lot of trends going from like traditional AA and NA into more meditative things like refuge recovery. And mm -hmm. I think the, the yoga movement, the mindfulness movement has really done a lot with that um, or for that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, how, when you look out at all, all of the issues we face in our communities, whether it's poverty or gun violence or or the substance use disorder, what, 
you know, where, where's your place in there? What are you, how do you kind of look at how you're helping to make our community stronger? Um, you know, I have to, I have to say like one of my biggest goals is, is community collaboration. Um, so aside from just like doing my own thing and having my own clients where we're only doing yoga and they connect directly with me because that was really their own, their, their initial purpose or whatever. Um, my goal is to connect with, um, you know, like Mike from the village, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. To, um, whether it's something that he, you know, he wants, he wants to do something with conflict resolution and, or, um, like you said, with substance abuse, uh, uh, syndrome is it syndrome or disorder what do we disorder appropriate term? disorder okay. uh, substance use disorder okay substance use disorder um to to work with people who know more about that than me to teach me and then i can bring in what i offer to to help impact people um in more of a community setting because i think um wellness overall isn't it sometimes we get lost in in the self-care term you know that it's it's all about yourself and and that's how you know you start with self and self is number one and that, those things are true but it's also part of your self-care and your your self-identity is where you are in the community and how you can serve the community and how you can um, make the community stronger and more unified. And that's what I would like to do <laughs> with working with like, you know, all of these other people doing incredible things with when it comes to, I mean, just, I, I seriously have like a journal of, of just a list of, of people and organizations that I want to that I want to collaborate with because you know there is so much going on in our community and there's so much good forces <laughs> you know what I mean pushing yeah. our community in the right direction and I want to be with those people kind of you know learning from them and um and trying to do what we can together for sure is there anybody you want to call out right now that you want to connect with that you haven't yet we'll pressure them um <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So uh, first of all, I do have to email Miranda from, I'm going to say it wrong. Houston legacy legacy. Yes. Am I saying uh, it right? Yes, you are. Legacy Houston legacy of enlightenment. Yes. I think, is where yep. she is. Okay. Yes. So her, I got to reach out to her cause we exchanged emails. So I'm definitely gonna reach out to her. Um, the village, um, I want to do something with um, punks for lunch. I want to do something with the food bank, um, do something with my place here at um, Allen Neighborhood Center. Um, I want um, Ellie's place and your place <laughs> and um, Eve. And there's so many other ones. Um, for um, women and children, um, survivors of domestic abuse, 
um, I have a list, honestly. Yeah. I wish I you have you like well, called me out. I'm like, I have a journal. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to ever call anybody out, but I wanted to get an idea of who some of your collaborations would want to be with. Like Don was my guest yesterday from Ellie's place. Yeah. Um, you know, we love the village. We're really good friends there. Punks with Lunch has their office upstairs at the Fledge. Um, so we'll get you connected with. Well, you're probably connected with most of them, but uh, uh, I definitely want to see you moving forward because I love what you do. Thank um, you. Definitely. Like, you, I want to like the way I look at it is like I want to hold hands with everybody who's like building up the community. You know what I mean? Like I want to like be there. I want to be part of it. I want to help it. <laughs> you know? yeah. I think we all need to hold hands a little bit yeah. more. So that's even you're you're building that fabric between us. Maybe we'll find out too. <laughs> yeah. So you've you've received a couple uh, 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 pieces of good news in the last few days. One of them we're not going to talk about, so we'll get that out of our minds for a second. <laughs> okay. and that'll be announced sometime soon. But what was the other? You kind of alluded to it a, a minute ago. Oh, yeah. Um, I was accepted for uh, a scholarship to get training from the founder of Accessible Yoga, um, Jivana Heyman, I believe, H-E-Y-M-A-N. And um, basically, he is the one who has pretty much coined this term accessible yoga. And in his foundation, he lives truly by the definition of accessible in that he teaches um, adaptive yoga. It's inclusive to every community, you know, like LGBTQ plus community um, to just every single marginalized community, bigger bodies, um, disabled bodies. Um, and he, his entire training is based off um, being trauma sensitive, and aware of who we are, like who mm -hmm. each individual is and what we represent and how we can advocate for all of these other communities that we may not have personal experience with, but how we can advocate for them, support them and be allies through yoga. And so I'm super excited to start that yeah. on Monday. Is, is that a pretty intense program or? It's, um, it's, I believe it's two weeks, um, two weeks, three days a week, uh, three days a week for a couple hours. Right. And um, yes, I mean, I've, I read his first book. I'm on his second book right now. Um, and I, I just, he's, I, like we talked about before, I'm like, when we first met, is I said that I, I am collecting people who are kind of on my on the same path of integrity that I'm on like you know that we're all kind of going for this you know the the same not really the same thing but you know what I mean like just yeah. integrity led community community minded um and he's he's somebody in the yoga world that really embodies that and so he was on my list of of people that I just needed to learn from. I need to learn from him personally, <laughs> not just reading his books. I need to learn from him personally. So. so everybody can connect with you from your website, right? 
And it's in the uh, it's in the bio that I have with the show. But for the people who are listening on like Spotify or what have you, will you just uh, say your website out loud for us? Yeah, it's you can just type in theraplayyoga.com. So that's T-H-E-R-A-P-L-A-Y-O-G-A.com. And again, I'll be sharing that in the comments tomorrow. It's already in the description of the show and all of that. So people can reach out to you if they're interested in learning more. Yep. Yep. Whether and, it's private yoga or just signing up for email updates um, on when I will have the on-demand classes or um, Zoom classes when I get my room set up. <laughs> all right. So uh, what did we forget to talk about that you'd like to make sure we do? Oh, uh, oh my goodness. I don't even know. Okay. I feel like we have talked about so much. Um, yeah, I don't know. Right. I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, um, thank you so very much for coming on the show and for doing what you do in the community. I guess you said here at Allen Neighborhood Center, are you living in those in those apartments? Yeah, I get yeah, oh, the last we talked is I was like, it's on my vision board. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Yeah. How are they? I love it here. And like part like the whole reason why it was on my vision board is because like I said, like my son has developmental disabilities and you know, it's everything to me is very deliberate and intentional with teaching, getting him a little closer to independence you know that's just you know whatever you know things can help him be more independent and it's so amazing here like i have laundry in my apartment so like he does his own laundry he oh, nice. yeah like he goes down to the mailbox and he gets the mail it's like it's literally like this little bubble community the farmer's market is right downstairs like oh my gosh i just love it so much and the people here are amazing and they have incredible programs Oh, hey, I'll just say that while we're here um, for something extra that if you guys go to um, allenneighborhoodcenter.org, I believe it is, um, you'll find that they have a ton of accessible programs for adults, for kids, for youth, like gardening programs. Um, my son's in them um, and just lots of things. And there's lots of things going in down here. Um, the there's going to be like a little health department doctor's yeah. office place down here um awesome restaurants are down here and the elf co um east side um lansing east. food co-op is going yeah. in pretty soon so it's yeah we love it we are very love excited it <laughs> east side yeah <laughs> <laughs> I always think of like um, my mom like made the joke because my nickname I don't want to don't make this a thing but my nickname in my um, to my siblings is Wheezy because I have asthma so moving up to the east side mm. you can imagine you know the the <laughs> little joke I got with that <laughs> that's pretty funny um, maybe people won't uh, uh, get the Jefferson's yeah, uh, reference or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you so very much. And everyone, that's a wrap for every damn day. We'll see you again uh, tomorrow. And we love you all and have a great day. And thank you very much, Gloria, for coming on the show and everything that you do.